Welcome to episode 36 of The Decided Heart Effect, where we invite you every week to take action and be inspired with a decided heart. I'm Hillary, and this is my co-host, Sonia. We are joined today by a very special guest, our friend, Rafi, who just came off of giving a speech and being involved in a caucus. We're gonna let you learn more about that in just a minute, but why is he here? Why have we invited him to be a speaker that we really listen and learn from? I tell you what, he caught my attention. I was giving a keynote for FBLA, saw him, he was amazing. He reached out to me with the most polite, beautiful letter as a teenager and said, Mrs. Bilbrey, I enjoyed, this is what I learned from what you said, and I'm starting my own podcast. Wait, what? <laughs> starting my own podcast. Would you be a guest? Because I think it's important to have discussions about leadership. And then when I went down the rabbit hole of exploring who Rafi is, it's not just that that he started. He has started so many other amazing movements, been in leadership positions, and is so driven by this sense of purpose that I've rarely seen in one who is so young and yet making such ripple effect change difference making moves. And so with that, I just want to hand it off to you, Rafi, and say you can start with saying, what you're involved in, what you just got done doing, and where your passions really lie. Well, thank you, Mrs. Bilbrey. It's exceptionally um, exciting to be on your show today. And thank you, Ms. Montiel, as well. Um, I am Rafi Rabuka says I'm the president of the Board of Governors at the Young Leaders Political Action Committee. Um, as stated uh, previously, I'm also the host of the uh, Coffee with Rafi uh, Instagram Live um, show that I host on my Instagram just to get uh, make sure that students are enabled to uh, think for themselves and feel motivated and driven amidst these very unprecedented and challenging times. I also got, I'm also the, my school's chapter vice president at the Future Business Leaders of America. Each of these positions, uh, or rather I try not to call them positions, but rather service opportunities, uh, doors that have been opened for me. Um, you know, I try to use each of them to better the lives of the people around us. I just got off of the Future Business Leaders of America um, talking about finding one's purpose. I think it's exceptionally important uh, to find one's purpose. And I, I'm glad that uh, both of you have started this show to allow more people to find their purpose within their lives. Uh, as president of the Board of Governors at the Young Leaders Political Action Committee, uh, I lead one of the largest student-run political action committees in the nation. Uh, we um, make it our mission to inform students about uh, government and politics, making sure that they are well-equipped uh, to be able to um, become functioning and productive citizens in this great country. We also encourage civic engagement and youth participation in our republic, and we also help some amazing candidates who make it a priority to promote good quality education and um, many other key issues that are very important to California students today. Um, so this committee represents more than the more than 2.1 million California uh, high school and junior high school students. And I'd like to talk about that purpose for a second because, you know, I intend on waking up each morning and instead of telling myself or telling other people that I'm simply a youth club 
leader, I find my purpose in making sure that we bridge the gap between students, uh, public officials, um, and public servants. Uh, rather than simply saying that I just do some regular work, I intend to see myself as doing the work of the people, making sure that we build a new generation of unity, but more importantly, a new generation that is creative, innovative, and can work out our differences without degrading each other's character. So unity is definitely a big part of what I do at the Young Leaders Pack. As president, I've made it my number one priority since the day I took the oath of office to unite generation. And so, you know, in the middle of leading our committee and also assisting the president of, at our chapter, our school chapter of FBLA, um, you know, I enjoy oftentimes just taking a step back, um, jogging, spending time with my family, uh, spending time, you know, in worship, um, but also more importantly, um, reflecting on the ways that I can be of better service to the people around us. Oh my gosh, I'm just going to soak that all in for just a moment. Can we just have a pause? <laughs> and um, Rafi, I did watch your swearing in. And um, I mean, not only the ceremony was just so beautiful in terms of this clarity of you hitting, you know, the, the position that you've, you've earned and was elected for, but the speech, the, the issue of unity is what I connected to. And I'm just thinking to myself, yes, right? Um, I'm just wondering the clarity that you have already your intent and purpose is so clear to you. And you know, for, for Hillary and I in the show, the decided heart moments, and it's, an, it's a plural, we have moments, it's not just this one moment, helps us build that clarity um, that we are still working on sometimes as adults. For you, Rafi, can you talk about a moment, a decided heart moment, where you knew that this was somehow your purpose, your calling, in terms of bridging the gaps and, and really empowering young people in the country? Well, I like that you emphasize moments because, you know, watching a few of your episodes in the past, uh, I realized that, um, you know, in my view, there's not a single moment that made me realize I want to get involved in public service. I want to do more for my community. But I guess within me, I've always had a burning passion and a desire to make people's lives easier. Business and government just happen to be two very good avenues that enable people um, to explore their, their full potential, but more importantly, make life easier uh, for working class Americans, working class Californians. And so, you know, I vividly remember back when I used to live right by the airport, my uh, father, I was absolutely obsessed with airplanes. I felt as though my purpose was to be a pilot. Um, my father bought me a lot of different replicas of different airliners that we had seen uh, zoom past our house. And one day he gave me a replica of Air Force One something I've never seen fly by our house. I was a bit confused. But, you know, at such a young age, I believe I was only five years old, I, I did want to do my own research about what this, what this uh, plane exactly was. And so, you know, learning about the president of the United States and the role he plays within our society, the role they play within uh, their, our society, the administration as a whole, um, has enabled me to understand the immense amount of uh, opportunities there are to be of greater service to those around us. Now, not necessarily 
implying that the president is the number one biggest official and has all the impact of, you know, of course, we live in a society that's governed um, through local governments. And, and in turn, if you really look at it, uh, the people govern themselves in this country. And so, but I, I guess sticking on track, um, you know, I've always felt a desire to help people and to make life easier for them. And as I said, speaking to uh, so many different people, hearing out their concerns and asking what exactly I can do for them. I think each of these moments where I've met so many different people with so many different concerns and so many visions for what they would like to see our country and how they would like to see our country move forward. Those have been my decided heart moments in uh, knowing that I seek to, in whatever capacity, be of better service to those around us. Yeah. So meaningful. I think that is our, our purpose in life is to find our purpose, right? That really is. I always say that to people and, and not only that, but knowing what your purpose is, I get really surprised if someone finds that service isn't a part of it. It really, I think, mm -hmm. is uncovering that gift that you have. And for you, it's your gift of bringing people together and communication and really diving deep and being comfortable holding space in that area, your respectfulness, your kindness in doing that with so much tact. And so I'm wondering, as I'm, as I'm listening to you, both Sonia and myself, we are both parents. And so, and especially right now during COVID, I find that a lot of teenagers are struggling to find purpose at the moment. They're, they're struggling to find connection and even hope. So as, as a parent, what advice do you have, or as parents, what advice do you have for us about how we can, I mean, clearly you, you said some of this was just innate in who you are. But it has to, I, I'm thinking it has to also come from what's being nurtured around you as well. What are your thoughts on that? And what advice do you have for parents? So parents are perhaps the greatest builders of our future generations. Uh, parents instill in their children uh, the values that they will hold for the their lives. It's my hope that parents recognize the gravity of their role within shaping the world as we know it, uh, making sure that they support their um, children in whatever avenue uh, they decide to choose, uh, to pursue, uh, rather than you know having a mold out and sort of forcing your child to be who you want them to be, enable them uh, the resources and the opportunities and be understanding enough to allow them to pursue what they are innately destined to accomplish. Um, my parents have done an enormous job, I believe, in terms of promoting what I uh, instilling in me the values that I have today, but more importantly, uh, supporting me and in my endeavors. Uh, most especially if I had a parent that was not necessarily, uh, or rather too stern or, or too, uh, how do we say, a parent who was too protective for me, knowing the risk that came with running a statewide political action committee, I would not have been able to pursue this uh, position that I have today. I would not be able to help people the same way and have the same effect on other people's lives as I do today. So my advice for parents is definitely listen and understand your children. Um, 
instill in them good values to promote a good and united next generation and ultimately support them in the um, choices that they make under, um, you know, of course, when your child is set to make a bad decision and you have that motherly or fatherly instinct, it is more than your duty to make sure that your child is aware, but ultimately giving them the liberty to, you know, learn the hard way, make the tough choices, I think is what we need to see more parents um, doing nowadays. Oh, Rafi, you speak my language. You're speaking to my heart right now because you use the word protection. And, and I always say, you know, a decided heart meets a decided heart, especially in the child-parent relationship. And to celebrate, you know, the moment you're, you notice or you're, if your child claims, I've made a decision, I want to do this, I found a passion, or maybe it's nonverbal, maybe they don't articulate it in words, but you've noticed it. As a parent, they have this decision to make. It's almost like a what is your decided heart moment, parent? What are you going to do about this? And am I ready as a parent to release the fear and the level of protection that I have and take that positive risk on behalf of my child? So he then can take the positive risk. And that is all about, you know, raising these young people who go out into the world with more clear, you know, to me, it's like purpose really comes because, you know, you have a great sense of who you are. Right. A sense of ownership. And you only know that through experiences, fail mostly and successes. Right. And so I just thank you so much because I, I do hope that those who are raising children and teens and currently have college students that they really embrace the decided heart moment as parents. And that is our, our um, transition of letting go, right, Hillary? No, it, it really is. And Rafi, I, I'm listening to you and I'm finding myself thinking and hoping that, to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, what I'm hearing from you is, well, I think parents can get a picture of what they think it looks like, what their child's future looks like. And from what I hear from you as well, it's like, no, step back, listen, instill the values and then trust that because those values are instilled, they're going to find their path and let them lean into where their interests are. Because every time you allow them to make those choices, you allow them also the opportunity to make a vote for who they want to be, not a vote for who you want them to be. Absolutely. I, I think of the plant analogy in so many ways. Our teachers, our educators, our parents, and our mentors and coaches are the planters. Uh, we are the seeds. And, you know, if you simply, you know, when the seed starts growing into a plant, if you start pulling it out, you're going to break the plant. The plant is not going to grow because you are pulling it out in the same way. Um, you know, when parents try to build a mold and say, this is what I want you to be, this is what I want you to do. Um, it, it's very detrimental to a, a child's growth and, and their, what their purpose and finding their purpose as well. And so, yeah, I, I think about that a lot. And I, I'd like to see that, um, you know, our new generation of parents and, you know, the new kind of parents, if you will, is a, a generation of parents that uh, supervise, instill those same values, plant those same seeds. Uh, but overall, you know, definitely not allow your child to grow at the pace that they uh, want to grow, or more importantly, to find their purpose at the pace by which they are finding their yeah. purpose. Love it. Just love it. And, you know, in, in terms of what, I, you know, my line of work in college admissions, um, 
and I and again, like I would love for you to switch over to advice to to kids and to teens, because there is a moment where they grow in terms of their independence, and they may realize, wait, you guys, my roots have been pulled, right? Or I I am fully grown and I'm ready to take that risk of being independent. I think that 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 the tug of war of independence comes naturally. And for, for teens and kids, there might, there might be a fear factor. Am I willing to take the risk? What, what is the, you know, and I, we, we wrap ourselves around growth mindset. Even if I fail at this, do I believe it so passionately that I'm willing to take that risk through the failures? And then the other word for that is grit. Or am I so terrified that I will not go this way, even though I believe in it, just because I am unsure of my achievement. So in terms of purpose, what is, what is the advice that you have for kids right now? You know, one of the main responsibilities I have as president of the board of governors is to make sure that our initiatives are well-funded and that we have adults and and leaders who are willing to devote their time, energy, and even monetary resources uh, to make sure that we continue our mission. Uh, And so with that, there has, there's a lot of tough questions I have to ask from a lot of different people. And so actually uh, about a week ago, I was in a phone call with a mentor of mine. And I said, I, I'm not necessarily sure if I want to call this person, you know, it's, it's, I don't know them that well. And my mentor told me, Buffy, out, I want you to think about this for a second, put yourself, isolate yourself from everyone else and just think for a second, what are you losing from this experience? If you are, you know, if you are losing a friendship or you're losing, you know, your own identity, if you will, then don't go for it. But if it's something that, you know, you check off the list and you'll probably forget about in the next day, then what do you have to lose? In the same way, I'd like students to analyze for themselves. Think about it, you know, lock yourself in your room and and just reflect, what am I losing? If I am going to pursue a career that's one in in 100 that I will succeed. And if I fail, then I am going to, you know, be a wreck. Then of course, you know, we want to go for something that's safe and that can uh, bring you to the best version of yourself that you can be. And I know I'm speaking in such vague terms because if you really think about it, students don't have one common goal. And just like adults, everyone is different. You know, we all have our own needs, our own skill sets, our own talents. Um, it's up to us, it's up to us as, as people to determine what are we uh, doing? You know, what is our purpose? What do we enjoy doing? And most likely nine times out of 10, the things that we enjoy doing are the things that we are going to excel at. And the things that we excel at can be used for the greater good of our communities as a whole. They can be used as a means to lift people up. And I think that, you know, everyone has a talent skill set, whether they've found it or not. And it's up to us to determine the ways by which we can use that same skill set to benefit our community. I know that through observation of myself and through what teachers have told me uh, in little report card comments in the past that I am an organized leader. I, you know, I pride myself on being a good project manager and making sure that everyone is on task and on inspiring people to do um, what they are to accomplish. 
And so I've sort of used that, but also built upon the, my flaws and the mistakes I've made in the past uh, and use that to pave a new road ahead, a new future where I am using those same skills to benefit my community, maintaining active communication with elected leaders to make sure that they are well aware of what students think about the bills that they are voting on in the legislature, uh, mayors, council members, uh, supervisors, what, uh, making sure that they are aware um, of what the students think about the, the choices that they will have to make that will affect all of us, people of all ages, the young and the young at heart. And so that would be my um, message to students is, is simply, outline what are the risks and if it's a good enough risk with something that you will happen to get uh, or rather that is it a prize worth fighting for is what you are working towards a prize worth fighting for and I think that's the question that every student should ask themselves at this time. Mm -hmm. yep. I, lo I love it I would love to I'd love to take a second to maybe put a little bow on our discussion today because I know our time is nearing to an end and, and give you one last opportunity, Rafi, too. We will have all of your contact information and, and the link to your, your podcast and all of that in the bio when people go and look at that in our, both on YouTube and then on podcast and Spotify. But in addition, I also want to give you a chance after I, I, I put the bow on it to, to make your plea because I know for you, it's very important that young people pay attention and get out and eventually vote from an educated place. So I'm gonna let you give your little spiel on that for a second as well. But here's what I heard today and jump in at any time. But what I heard is that it is so important for us to really tune into what our purpose is and to listen to other people, to be curious when we hear somebody say something over and over again, you're good at this, you do this well. And when that lights your heart up, then take it and say, Ooh, this is a gift that I have. How can I use it for service? That's the word that has come up over and over and over again. And not only for ourselves, but I feel like parents as well. Parents need to be listening for their kids and seeing what it is that they're excelling at, helping them to lean into that, not pushing, but trusting that they, if we allow them to, they will become everything they're meant to be, saying yes to those opportunities. And I, I, I love that. Um, I think as a parent, my biggest takeaway is to remember that anytime I jump in and push my kids in a different direction or push them to do something, I'm telling them, I don't think they can do it. I think so much of what I heard from you is your parents helped to put you on the path, but then they got out of your way and said, go shine, go fly, go do it. And asking and, and telling kids to do the same thing, lean into it. It, it reminds me of Iki Guy, Sonia, really yeah. lean into what you're good at, what you excel at, what you love, and what helps you to be of service in this world. Is that... Absolutely. Use what the skill sets that you are given at birth and make a way to use those same talents to benefit the people around you. I think you put it very beautifully. Thank you. Mrs. Bill. No, 
Oh, no, thank you so much, Rafi. I appreciate it so much. I feel like I should call you President Rafi, especially because <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to be calling you President Rafi down the road. Like, I just have that feeling. So before we sort of wrap up the very ending then, Rafi, I know getting, getting, getting out and being informed in, in politics and government is really important to you. What last message do you want to leave to our youth and to our listeners? Well, to our youth, let me just say that we live in such an interesting country, one where the people make these decisions. We live in a republic where we elect leaders who make decisions on behalf of the people, where we trust other people who have wisdom and the discernment to move this country forward. You have that opportunity. And I urge every single uh, young American, young leader, to stay informed on the issues, not necessarily listen to what your friends say, what your parents say, but instead do the research, do the work and make sure that you are well informed so that when you become of age to vote, you can make an educated decision, not just bubble in any name that sounds good. I would also argue that to the politically savvy young Americans who can't vote, there are an exceptionally, uh, enormous amount of opportunities uh, to stay involved, stay active, uh, not just reading the news, but volunteering on campaigns, volunteering for your local political headquarters. That's how I got my start in, um, our, in serving our community. And for our adult listeners, I would just like to say, continue the, if you have children continue the fight in making sure that we develop a generation of unity. And to those who may not have children, but altogether, everyone who is listening today, I'd just like to tell you that we need to form a generation, uh, more importantly, a world that is more united, one where we can debate our differences accordingly, come together to have a civil discussion, knowing that we will disagree on some of the very key issues, but overall come together to find that common ground, find what we both agree on, find that we all agree on, and take the steps toward making that difference and making that a reality in our nation today. Thank you so much, Rafi. I, I feel like, yeah, and you're talking to, like you're speaking directly to me, like, yes, I will. I'll do all of those things, Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I wanted to say amen. <laughs> amen. Um, and then Rafi, I think that you've probably awakened consciousness on the other side of with our listeners and viewers. If they need to follow up, if they say, I am so ready, I just don't know where to go, how can they contact you or what resources would you like to um, have them start out with? How do they find you? Well, you can always go to the Young Leaders Pack website on the contact tab. I am always available. I get a big notification whenever someone messages us uh, there. And uh, I, I would also just like to say to those who um, are interested in, you know, helping support uh, California's young leaders, if they just like to read our website to learn more about what they do and contact us to see how they can help. I think this would be an incredible service, not just to myself and not just to my colleagues on the Board of Governors, but more importantly, to establishing a good and united future generation ahead. Excellent, excellent. Well, everyone, whew, thank you so much for joining us on another week, another episode of The Decided Heart Effect. Rafi, thank you so much you. for your wisdom. And uh, we do hope, you know, this is unique because um, we want our listeners to, to be inspired to take some short, like some, some small action step 
but for you, it's you have inspired not only teens and kids, but the parents so, and, and the educators and even the adults on the sidelines supporting where we want this country to be in, in the name of unity. So hopefully, you, you know, you listeners have been inspired to take action. And don't forget, you need to subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Apple, Apple Podcast and Spotify. We've got Instagram and Facebook. We've got conversations happening all the time there. So join us there. And then until next time, savor this, take some action. Rafi, lead the way. We are behind you. May you find the courage to have a decided heart moment. Thank you guys.